Welcome to Pushing Through. I am Tate Frazier, and as always, I am joined by the kid BJ Armstrong. BJ, another day, another NBA narrative to knock down. How you feeling? Tate, I'm really kind of turned up a little <laughs> bit today, so I'm gonna I'm gonna try to keep this. I'm gonna try to keep this. You know, kind of keep it below 10. I'm really turned up today. There's a lot of mm. narratives out there that we need to <laughs> go after. They're trying to get me to go outside of the lines, but I'm going to stay yes. inside of the lines. Yes, as and, best you uh, can. Yeah, as best I can. But I, I got a lot <laughs> of things to say today, but I'm a little turnt today right now. You know, I'm a little turnt. You know, Lindsay won't come on the show today. You know, <laughs> I'm calling Lindsay out. I'm yes. calling everybody out. Okay, I'm calling it. Midas out. So Tate, <laughs> let's get after who we Who we got? What we got? Now you understand why you wear number 10, because BJ is on 10. He's ready to go today. And uh, the first thing we have up, BJ, is talking about narratives. And we're talking about the LeBron James MVP narrative, because last night they lose in overtime to the Wizards. You know, of course, we talked about AD being out, talked about Schroeder being out. But now the narrative has turned against the guy that you and I both said, I believe last week, that we believed he was the MVP of the league, LeBron James. But now... Stephen A's of the world, Chris Broussard's of the world, people that we enjoy listening to, they're saying he is no longer the MVP. What say you, BJ? For many years, Tate, I lived in Chicago. They call it the Windy City. (laughs) (laughs) You know where I'm going with this, Tate? They call it the Windy City. (laughs) And whichever way the wind blows is the way that narratives are shaped. LeBron James, without question, is still in the conversation. Mm Mm-hmm. LeBron James at his age, okay? I just want to point out at his age, what he's doing, down two starters, Mm -hmm. basically a new team. You got Gasol and Matthews and these guys starting. For them to be, what are they in? Currently in second place? Yep, yep. In the Western Conference. Down AD. Okay, they've lost two or three games. But look what he's doing. Look at his numbers. 31, what, 9, and 13 last night. Okay. Now, I don't know what them guys are talking about, these narratives. Let's let the <laughs> let's let the wind blow. I'll wait. But you know, like my man Rakim said, don't make me wait too long. Mm-hmm. Now I'm gonna turn up this bass because it's better when it's loud. So right now I'm about to get loud. LeBron James is in the conversation. He's in the conversation. The man is putting up tremendous individual stats. And they're performing. Regardless of what's going on with starters being in and out, say what you want to say. I respect his professionalism for showing up. There's no days off. We talk about load management. Mm. If anybody should be load managing at this stage of his career, should be him. Father time right now for the first time is really looking at himself in the mirror and saying, I might have to take an L (laughs) because father time, as we know, has never lost. But in this case, LeBron James is still moving, Mm -hmm. still playing in back to backs, still playing and performing at a high level. And you know what? If it takes an overtime to beat him, I'm okay with that. Now they can't win every game. I realize that there's going to be ups and downs, so forth and so on. But when it's all said and done, he's going to be there. Mm-hmm. So he's in the conversation with me. And I'm I, that that narrative after two or three games, come on. Like, that, that don't even make sense. 
Yeah, it doesn't even make sense. And LeBron James has been playing at an MVP level. There's no doubt about it. And just because he doesn't have the ADs and the Schroeders of the world to, you know, sort of keep the cha- keep the train rolling, it does not mean that he is not in the MVP conversation. And in fact, I think he still leads the MVP conversation yeah. at this present time. I, I just want to say this, too, about Schroeder. You know, it's not so much Schroeder. It's so much of having another facilitator, facilitator and ball handler on the floor. Another with LeBron, yep. so that we, and I say we, that the Lakers and Laker Nation can do the following. LeBron James is a very versatile player. He's going to do a little bit of this, and he's going to do a little bit of that. You can go with this, and you can go, oh, no, sorry. <laughs> he now has to do everything without Schroeder on the floor. Yep. That's the problem. It's not even so much AD, because I can... Sl- I mean, think about it. I can slide LeBron James at the four right now, and he's a top 10 player. And you got Montrez, six man of the year, coming off the you bench. Got he had 26 yeah, and nine last night. Okay. Yeah. The only problem right now with the Lakers is they need another facilitator. Whether that last year it was Rondo. Mm-hmm. Rondo would come in, then LeBron James could slide over and become a scorer. Then he could slide back and be a facilitator when need be. Right now, without that ball handler on the floor, you're asking him to do everything. And by the numbers, he's doing it. <laughs> okay. He's they're losing games in overtime, last second shot. Um, I think Caruso missed the last second shot the other night. I'm okay with this. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with it. So, you know what? By the Lakers standards, they probably should have won those games, but they haven't. And yeah, you know what? I I think they'll get it together. I don't know when he's coming back, but they need another ball handler in the in the fold. They're saying right now AD out for four weeks. They're going to, you know, take their time. They're going to be patient with him. So, uh, you know, there will be, as always, BJ, as we get closer to the trade deadline, there will be rumblings. There will be rumors. Are the Lakers trying to find, you know, that guy? I remember last year they had Darren Collison come to a game at one point and just sort of sit there, you know, you know, and basically say we, we need that other facilitator. Rondo was able to do that. Rondo, of course, signs a $15 million deal in Atlanta and gets paid. That's why he's not back in L.A. So, It'll be fascinating to figure this out. I want to throw another topic at you uh, while we're talking about, you know, King James and BJ. Have you heard of NBA Top Shot? Have you seen all of this? Uh, I have. Hoopla? I've been I've been following it. I've been following it, trying to understand it. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I, I'm right I, there with you. You try to understand it. I, I, I don't really get it, but I did see this headline. LeBron James Lakers highlight sells for record 208,000 on NBA Top Shot. Um, and... You know, I, that is that is something that that's money. You know, money talks. I I, I don't I don't I, even I don't know. know what to say. I don't know what to say because I don't even understand it. Like yes. I called everyone <laughs> that I could. It's blockchain. Get in my yes. Rolodex, right? Mm-hmm. I don't even have a Rolodex in my iPhone, right? <laughs> that's under twenty five to explain to me what this was, and it was one of my friends. Uh, who uh, I spoke with said, basically, I'm buying a highlight. Yep. Yep. To own the highlight. I own the highlight. So I was like, can I go to YouTube? I just learned how to do YouTube not too long ago. Can I go to YouTube and get the highlight? They said, no, you actually own the highlight in this currency, in this world. And there's only so many of those highlights. Now, very creative. I don't get it. I don't understand it. Why Why not just go look at the highlight on YouTube if you want to see the highlight? Why not? But 
I started to thinking. I was like, you know what? If someone wants to buy a highlight, maybe they might want to own some, you know, some some vintage highlights. So, <laughs> so I'm asking you right now, Tate <laughs> and Midas and Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> where the bulls where the bulls, where are the bulls highlights yes. and i need you guys to bid on those highlights <laughs> so we can 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 get this what i don't know i don't get it all jokes aside i don't get it but you know what if it works it works and it, it's it, a new thing yeah. and uh you know whoever created this i'm all about creativity and creative solutions and uh this is definitely uh something new that I don't understand it, but I'll roll with it. Yeah, I mean, trading cards, you know, like, you know, they're basically coming back. There's a whole new wave where there's, you know, a resurgence of interest there. That's good news for people like me that have a bunch of baseball and basketball cards. I got a Barry Bonds rookie card, BJ, that I'm ready to go. King Griffey Jr., it'll be good. But Mello, he looked at NBA Top Shot as well. And uh, my boy LaMelo, uh, not not the Carmelo, LaMelo, young Mello. And uh, he quote tweeted the 208,000 BJ. And, uh, you know, this is why I love my young my young kid. And he what did he say? He said, what Bron get off of it? Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> in, the words of, in the words of Jay-Z, he's not a businessman. He's a businessman. <laughs> my, my, my young man's asking good questions. And hey. I like to see that. Well, you know what? I, <laughs> I can respect that. Okay. Well, you know, I understand. Hey, I understand. I understand. Now, you know, I don't know. Again, I don't know how this works. I have to assume, I have to assume that all of us who come in this business, who are fortunate enough to come in this NBA businesses mm. in this NBA world, understands the small print when it says the NBA Owns, owns the name yep. and likeness. It, image and likeness, yep. So, you know, you know, if you ask a question, there might be an answer out there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, hey, every time I look <laughs> on my television, because you know, I'm from the television era yep. and I see classic sports, right? Mm. And every now and then my phone would start ringing and, and you know, my kids were younger, they were like, Dad, you're on, you're on. You know, my kids are younger. And I would always think to myself, man, somebody's making money off that that classic moment, as they call it. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't me. You know, yep. it wasn't me. Yep. So again, very creative. I respect it. We'll see how long it lasts. Mm -hmm. And at some point, hopefully, everyone will participate in this new business. But right now, it's a new business. Yeah, we'll see. We'll yeah. we'll see. It's interesting. But I got my I got one eye on it though. I got one eye on it. Is there, I'm looking is, for the vintage. I'm looking for the vintage stuff. I was going to ask: Is there a highlight BJ that you have in mind that you're thinking might be the most valuable BJ Armstrong highlight out there? And do you yeah. want to tell us, or maybe keep it to yourself and go buy it so you can keep it? And who knows? Could be nah, worth millions. You know what? It's all about branding. See, you're trying to. You <laughs> yep. try. I got to protect my brand. I got to protect my brand. I got to protect my brand. Isn't that? Isn't that the new thing? I got to protect my brand. You know. Yeah, that, that I is. will be having a, a press conference here <laughs> to mm. let you know. But I got to protect my brand right now. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it just sounds so funny, man. Like, I don't know. I, am, I, am I making fun of today's players? I don't, I don't know. 
I think we're all just laughing together. I think yeah, we're all I think the we same are side. laughing for the, for the first time, and I love it because Lamelo Ball is also in on it. He's laughing too. He's like, yeah, oh, man, it this is. is crazy. But it is pretty amazing though. It is. I got whoever came up with the idea. That is pretty. Yeah, it's a pretty exactly. good idea. Pretty yeah, good yeah, idea, yeah. though. The NBA is always they're they're they are always on some ingenuity. You know what I mean? They're yeah, always I, trying to push I, forward. I respect so, that. Yeah, we like to see that. that. We like to see that. Um, BJ, let's keep it going. I want to talk to you about the Phoenix Suns a little bit. Uh, oh. If you want to talk about the Phoenix Suns, yes, I do. Let's stop. Let's let's pump the brakes here. I, I let's talk about them. Let's talk okay. about them. So the Phoenix Suns last night they beat the Blazers one thirty two to one hundred. Devin Booker has thirty four. DeAndre Ayton has nineteen. Chris Paul has just been an absolute, you know, just leader. The, the stats may not show what Chris Paul is really doing for this team. Uh, he only has two points last night, but nine assists. Uh, you know, Cam Johnson coming off the bench, my boy from North Carolina, 13 points in 16 minutes. Um, this team, they look like they have the pieces. They look like they have the horses. Um, they have a leader in Chris Paul. And I feel like we are not talking about them as much as we should be because they're in the top four in the Western Conference. And I think they're a real contender. You know, Tate, this is a great, great topic for me. I was watching the game and I was flipping through the NBA channels last night. And the Phoenix Suns last night caught my eye. Mm. It caught my eye. Now, you look at the game last night. I'm looking at Chris Paul. Chris Paul had two points, nine assists, three rebounds. 25 minutes, he was, uh, hey, listen to this. He was one of nine from the field. Mm -hmm. Now, by the stats, because, you know, we, that's the world we live in now. We live in the stats, you know. His, <laughs> his, let me let me, let, let me get a look. His, his plus minus last night. What was his plus minus last night, right? He was plus 20. Plus 20, okay. By the stats, you say, oh, that, that's not very good. It's not very good. One of nine wasn't very Chris Paul like. But when I look at the bottom line, they win by 32 points versus a really good team mm. in the Portland Trailblazers. Last night, I said, this team now is a problem in the Western Conference because when your best player, or one of your best players plays that bad by the numbers and they still win. I got to take a serious look at the role players. Mm -hmm. Okay. Devin Booker now, Devin Booker is methodically moving into a place where you're saying this guy can play. He's not a good player on a bad team. Now he's a good player. Mm -hmm. Good team. Mm-hmm. He's taking he he has taken that next step early in the season. Which is a lot hard of basketball to do. To, okay. Yeah, yeah. But when you look at their role players, okay, I'm gonna read these names. Please. I love Kale Bridges. Yep. DeAndre Aiden. Jay Crowder. All of a sudden, I'm looking going Each Dario Sarge. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at their role players going, these are really quality rotational players. Yep. Agree. If they can win by a significant amount of 30 points versus a playoff level team, and if he's not the best player on the team, he's the second best player on the team, Chris Paul, right? However you want to slice it. 
now they got my attention. Last night was the first time I said, that is the sign of a good team. When you play bad and you still find a way to win, now you got something. This is one of the top three teams in the Western Conference. Mm. I'm going to say four teams because I don't know what to make of Utah yet. <laughs> they have the best record. I don't know what to make of Utah. So That's Utah, I, yeah. the Clippers, the Lakers. Now I'm putting Phoenix there. I'm putting Phoenix there ahead of Denver right now. This Phoenix team is going to be a tough out for someone. Mm-hmm. And if you don't come ready to play, because now they can win without Chris Paul. And that says something about that group. And it says something about their role players. I think their role players are as good as any of the other three teams that I mentioned. I think they're just as good as the Clippers. I think they're just as good as the Lakers, if not better. I think they're just as good or better than the Utah Jazz. Mm -hmm. This team is for real now. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say now, I'm expecting this team. I don't know who's going to be in the conference finals, but I would not be surprised if the Phoenix Suns were one of those teams. They have a really good system of players that I think are as good or as better as any other team in the league. Yep. Now, are their star players as good as Anthony Davis and LeBron James? We can debate that. Are they as good as Kawhi Leonard and Paul George? Are they as good as Brooklyn? Mm-hmm. But their role players are better than all those places. They're they're, they're better. And Jay Crowder players, was just in the finals last yeah, they, year. They, yeah. I mean, they, they have the their pieces. role players yep. there. I believe in their role players. Jay Crowder is capable of a game. Mm-hmm. Mikael Bridges is capable of a game. Cameron Johnson. DeAndre Ayton is capable of a game. Dario Saric, capable of a game. Yep. Okay. Now, I can't say that the Lakers have three or four guys that are capable. I can't say that the Utah Jazz have three or four guys that are capable other than their core guys. Mm -hmm. Okay. This Phoenix Suns team, they got my attention. They got my attention now. Tate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm putting them up there now saying they, they, they got one foot in the elite (laughs) <laughs> with the elite category of the teams with the rest of the teams in the NBA. And if it, if, you know, if we stopped today and started the playoffs, they would match up against Utah. Who's the one seed, you know, in in that, you know, semi conference semifinal round. And you they can't would, tell me that they can't beat Utah. You can't exactly. tell me. I'm and not then, saying Utah can't beat them, but then, I'm saying I like my chances. And if then I'm you Phoenix, get to meet whoever survives the Clippers or the Lakers. So you, you, I mean, that's not a bad draw. I, I, <laughs> you know? I, 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 I like my chances. Yep. I like my chances. Now, mm. again, if everyone is healthy, LeBron and AD separate themselves. Mm-hmm. Okay. But everyone else, <laughs> they're right there. Yep. They are right there. So, you know what? You know, let's now we got to get ready because there's going to be some playoff games in the Valley of the Sun. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. There you go. I like that, BJ. I, I like that the Suns are also off kilter. It feels like a lot of people, the Clippers aren't getting a lot of love this year as well, as, as far as the narratives. The well, Suns, they shouldn't get a lot of love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they shouldn't get a lot of love. No, no. Mm-hmm. The, the Clippers are, are, that's my reality check. 
Yeah. I'm not going to check in on the Clippers until we get to the Western Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. Anything less than that, anything less than that, all right, they can win the they can win every game for the rest of the season. Yep. Clippers were down up 3-1 in in in, in, in last year and so I I'm not I'm not going to look at the Clippers. I'm not going to have anything to say about the Clippers cuz this is not a talent issue. They got mm-hmm. all the talent. Mm-hmm. They arguably they might be better this year than last year. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to have a view of them that means anything, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to destroy all the narratives. I'm protecting the Clippers in the bubble, right? We're going to place Marvel Comics. We're going to put them in a special bubble, right? Yep. Where no one can touch them until the Western Conference Finals. Because anything less than that is a failure. It's a failure Mm -hmm. for them. Mm -hmm. Quick break to get a word from our sponsor, First Leaf. As we all know, trying different wine is one of the best ways to find new favorites. Yet sometimes buying wine I've never had before or heard doesn't really pay off. Literally, I've had so many times where I've been at, you know, Trader Joe's or a Total Wine, and I'm trying to find, you know, something a little bit different, something from maybe, you know, Argentina or a region I haven't tried before. But having a First Leaf Wine Club membership is like being a VIP in the world of wine. You can discover top-rated wine I love at an exclusive discounted cost with practically zero effort. First Leaf is a wine club that sends personalized selections of wine from top vineyards around the world right to your door. Every bottle is handpicked by experts with your exact preferences and palate in mind. No more guesswork or letdowns, and you'll get incredible wine at much lower prices. First Leaf works directly with the world-class winemakers, saving you up to 60% off retail on award-winning wine. Unlike other wine clubs, First Leaf uses an algorithm and your feedback to curate future wine recommendations, which means your shipments only get better. For me, I'm a Barolo guy, and uh, you know, I've been able to get some of the best Barolos I've ever been able to taste in the world thanks to my membership with First Leaf. Discover new wine like a VIP by becoming a First Leaf member. Join today and you'll get six bottles of wine for $29.95 in free shipping. Just go to tryfirstleaf.com slash pushing. That's six bottles of wine for $29.95 in free shipping at tryfirstleaf.com slash pushing. P-U-S-H-I-N. That's tryfirstleaf.com slash pushing. Back to pushing through. So those are two teams in the Western Conference, I think, that, uh, you know, the, I wouldn't even say dark horses. They're all in that tier, you know, with the Lakers and the Jazz. You know, like you just said, they're a confounding team. Um, I've seen people compare them to the 4 Pistons. Uh, you know, I've seen, <laughs> I think it was Earl Watson. who The who Jazz? Compared, yeah, the Jazz, yeah. They're an interesting team. They're, they I, they, they I, I play good I, team here, basketball. Here's, here's, my, here, here's my thing with the Jazz. Here's my thing with the Jazz. Okay, here's my thing with the Jazz. It's not that I don't like the Jazz. Mm-hmm. I like the Jazz. I, I, I like them. I, I like their team. I think they have a, a great group of guys. 25 and 6. They play the game the right way. Yep. They defend. They do all of the things. And it looks beautiful in the regular season. It's beautiful. Last night, they make, I don't know, how many threes they make. I, I, I stopped counting. Uh, if like, like 26 or 27. I was, yeah, yeah. I don't I know how many they made last night. 27, okay. When things are going well, they are great. They are playing and their team, the way it's currently constructed, they are going to play well in the regular season. Why? Because they can space the floor, they have a rim protector, and they got a solid six. Mm-hmm. They really have a solid six. Really and if you want to put favors in there, okay, they got a solid seven. Okay. 
It's going to work in the regular season. What I'm concerned about is at some point here, the game is going to slow down. The good teams are going to take away something. They're going to take away something. Let's say, let's say, Tate, for the sake of argument, we take away one thing from the Jazz. We take away, let's say we, we say, you know what? We're not going to leave the shooters. Mm-hmm. Let's just say we, t- this is playoff basketball. I'm going to take away something. <laughs> I'm not going to let you just shoot, have a yeah. three-point shooting contest. I think one of the kids, uh, George uh, Niang, he had like yep. seven for seven. for. Okay, yep. that's great. Okay, he shoots seven for seven in the regular season. But you can't tell me he's going to shoot seven for seven in game five, six, or seven. He's not going to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take away something because that's why we are a good team too. Like, give us some respect. Mm-hmm. So if I just take away that one aspect, okay, now that's going to put pressure for one or another player to do something outside of what they would normally do. Joe Ingles is going to have to put the ball on the floor. Okay. That's not what Joe, Joe Ingles in a seven game series is not going to constantly, he may do it a game or two, but Joe Ingles is, is no player that's going to constantly break down the defense with his creative way of playing. No, he won't go score. He won't five or 30 points. Spot up threes. You know, last night he was seven for 10. Okay. The only player that I feel can can consistently do that, and by the way, Jordan Clarkson is having an extra excellent year. Yep, six man a year. Con- six man a year. He should be in that conversation. But this kid, Donovan Mitchell, is the only player that I can see that can play off of the dribble to break down his defense or break down the defensive uh, team to create not only for himself but for others. Now, when you look at playoff basketball, the game is going to require that there are a a minimum of two of those players on their roster because the defense of the opposing teams are so good. That's why they're in the playoffs. They're better than the teams that aren't in the playoffs. And as you advance, those teams will get better and better Mm -hmm. to the point where you're basically playing against, it's just a battle of wills, yep. right? I mean, I want to see Kawhi Leonard play against LeBron James. Why? Because now you're just seeing basically possession basketball. Like LeBron is not going to get stopped by Kawhi. Kawhi's not going to get stopped by LeBron. It's just a batter now of wills. Like, hey, he just missed a shot tonight. But when you play in a playoff series and then the other team takes away something, you have to be able to counter that. Mm. So the regular season is the regular season. That team is going to be a great regular season team. Why? Rudy Gobert and all of these people are going to do what Rudy Gobert does, especially on the defensive end. But when you play against Rudy Gobert and I got time to game plan against Rudy Gobert and I'm not a coach but I got enough common sense to say the following. <laughs> Whoever Rudy Gobert is guarding, I'm going to put him in screen role. And you can't hide Rudy Gobert. Tate, mm. there's a reason that Jamal Murray had the games that he had in the playoff series he had last year. It's not an accident because Rudy Gobert is going to have to make a decision. I'm not going to let Rudy Gobert stand in the basket and protect the rim. I'm going to force him 
to switch and play against screen roll. Yep. Now, at some point here, the Utah Jazz are going to have to figure out how to utilize Rudy Gobert because I'm going to involve him, and he's arguably the defensive player of the year. Every year he's in the conversation. Yep, he is. I'm going at the defensive player of the year every year, and you can't stop that. So now in a seven-game series when I can game plan, it's going to negate what you saw last night because you can't game plan, you know, maybe player X, you know, is not having a game, whatever, whatever the case may be during the regular season. But in the postseason, if I'm a point guard, I want to play against the Utah Jazz. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why? Because I'm going to get a lot of shots. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get a lot of shots. And I'm going to get a lot of open looks. And if I'm hot, that's a problem because I know that they can't not come into a game and Rudy Gobert is not a significant part of the game. Mm-hmm. Imagine a guy being defensive player of the year and he's only playing 15 minutes because it's a bad matchup. You can't do that. The Utah Jazz have a really, really good team. But all I'm saying is playoff basketball is a different game. It's a different game. And right now, I'm going to reserve judgment because I'm not sure what the counter is to what I see if I'm game planning against them at this moment. Mm-hmm. Maybe they got to maybe they go zone. Maybe, maybe the two, three zone is the magic. But right now, I think every team in the league knows what I know. I can get a shot. Just like this <laughs> playing against the Denver Nuggets. I can get a shot. Why? Because Jokic, there was a reason that Donovan, Donovan Mitchell had a great series too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he and Murray <laughs> both put up 50 points. Okay, yeah. there's a reason. There's mm-hmm. a reason those guys had a great series. Okay? So having to defend on the perimeter... Because defense today is basically closing out. Yep. It's not like it was in that era where you had to play post-defense. You had to play, you know, man-to-man defense in, in the sense that you had to guard a guy in coming off down screens or trail. Or Now it's just about closing out. Rudy Gobert, Jokic, can't do it. Joel Empey, he can a little bit. Anthony Davis is phenomenal. The Milwaukee Bucks, because teams now have made an adjustment. How do you go from the first, having the best defense in the league, now to they're like 24th or 25th? Teams have figured out something. Mm-hmm. Okay? Teams have figured out. And, 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 and Brooke Lopez is a really good defensive center by today's standards. So you have to make adjustments. I see something that I know they can't stop right now, mm-hmm. which is screen roll. They can't stop it. Just like when we, when we played against Shaq, like whenever we played against Shaq, I would get so fired up. Now the, the, the bigs on the team wouldn't get fired up because I knew Shaq and Charles Barkley and those guys would never step out. <laughs> 
It's open chat. Yep. It's an open. It's. I've been on teams where the coach said we're running one play. We're going to run drag, which is five one screen roll, mm-hmm. and whoever that guy is guarding, we're running screen roll. I don't care where the screen is coming from. Whoever he's guarding. Now, these are against top notch players. So, until they answer that question, I'm 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 not, I'm not sold yet. I'm not sold yet. Yep. Yep. I understand that. I like it. I like the breakdown there. Uh, BJ, one last thing before we get out of here. Irvin Magic Johnson tweeted to the world, the biggest disappointments this season so far have been the Celtics, Mavericks, and the Bucks. The Celtics lack size. The Mavericks are not a great defensive team, and the Bucks are slow and unathletic. Do you agree with those three teams being the most disappointing so far? Celtics, Mavericks, Bucks. Bucks. You just mentioned the Bucks defense. That's something, you know, worth noting. I'm not disappointed in the Celtics mm. because I, I was never ready to anoint them. Mm-hmm. And the reason I'm not ready to anoint them is because of the following. You know, Tate, I've said this many a times. It is very difficult to build a team in today's climate. It's very difficult to do it, right? And, and it's for a number of reasons. you got salary cap age of the players, the way the game is played. I mean, you got so many things that's moving along. Like, you know, Tate, there used to be where you would put a team together and you would let this, you would try to let this group grow for four to six years and to say, maybe after year three, you go, okay, I got something. Now, in 30 games, we're already ready to all this, (laughs) get rid of this guy. This Three games, LeBron James is out of the conversation. You know what I mean? (laughs) Things are happening. So, okay, okay. I'm saying if if you're looking at the Celtics, okay, and I'm talking to the Celtic fans, you're looking at the Celtics. This thing has been, they've been putting, piecemealing this thing together. They've been putting this team together on the fly for the last three or four years. First, it was supposed to be Kyrie's team. And then it, they had Al Horford was in there somehow. And then now Kimber Walker is in there. Oh, and by the way, we got Gordon Hayward, but then Gordon Hayward got hurt. So now Jason Tatum was coming off the bench and then all of a sudden he's now an all-star. And then, you know, Jalen Brown was coming off the bench and playing the power forward, whatever he was doing. And all of a sudden now they're one of the top duos in the league. Okay. I think it's time to say this. And I, and I'm going to say this because I don't like these narratives. It's time for the Celtics to say the following. We're going to build this team around two guys, mm-hmm. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. It's their team now. Okay? It's their team. It's not Kimber Walker's team. It wasn't Kyrie Irving's team. It wasn't Al Horford's and all these other guys. It's these guys' team now. Gordon, mm-hmm. it's their team, and now we're going to put a team around them that's going to complement them. And, and there has been some, you know. Okay, uh, it's, yeah. it's time to stop all of this. Well, we're just doing it and we're, we need this. And, you know, and I, and I like the guys, Tice and these guys and Pritchard. And, you know, those are nice players. Mm-hmm. It's time to say we're going to commit to those two guys because both of them now should be all-stars and they will be hopefully for a lot of years to come. They are elite players at their position. They're both top 20 scorers. 
And it's time to compliment them and build around them and stop mm-hmm. with all of this where we got a little bit of, you know, where we, 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 we need Kemba Walker. Kemba Walker's had his day. They built the team around in your favorite city, Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Okay, didn't work out. Now it's time to say we need players who are going to complement our star players and there's no more discussion. And yep. until the Boston Celtics do that, then we're going to keep having these. If it all, if it works, you know, listen. I, so I, I'm not buying into that. one. Mm-hmm. You said the Dallas Mavericks. You know, we we anoint players so quickly now. We don't know if they can play or not. Mm-hmm. We anoint these players. And it's not his fault. It's not Porzingis' fault that he's called the unicorn. But what has he done yet mm-hmm. to deserve to be called the unicorn? Because with that name comes some expectations. Jokic is the unicorn. Okay. Porzingis is a young player. Is he a very talented player? Yes. Does he have skill set? Yes. Does he do things at his size, 7'2", 7'3", you go, interesting. Yes. Mm -hmm. Check, check, Mm -hmm. check, check, check. The style part of the sheet, you check everything. But here's the substance part of the sheet. What's he done? (laughs) What's he done? Yep. When you say a, a guy is a star in this league, that comes with an enormous responsibility. Now, I get it for the for 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 the younger generation who's all on social media. I get that. But when you start talking about a star player, you know what a star means? That means no days off. That means you perform no matter what. He's not ready for that responsibility yet. He's still growing into his body. He's still growing into his body. We don't know yet. Here we are. I don't know what year it is for him, four or five or whatever year it is. Is he a power forward by today's standard? Or is he a five? We still don't know. Yeah, we don't know. We if still don't know five. yet. Yep. He's still, we're still learning who he is or who he's going to be. It's not his fault that they gave him that name. But when you watch the game, not who he could be. Oh, he's going to be this. No, who is he today? He is a young, talented player who's figuring out what he's going to be and what is his true contribution to winning. Because with these titles comes expectation. Before the season, everybody was talking about Luka Doncic is going to be MVP. Okay. (laughs) The players was listening to that too. Like who's... uh, when you get to that level, you, you know, you, you got to be able to, you got to have something a little, uh, a little extra over there. Mm-hmm. Luka Doncic is a very, 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 very talented player. Incredible things he's doing. But wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Who anointed him just mm-hmm. yet? Like, let him do it first. <laughs> mm-hmm. By my standards. Yep. I thought they were ahead of schedule last year by getting in the playoffs and doing what they was able to do. I applaud it because I thought they were ahead of schedule. But but like we've talked about, sometimes there's a dangerous pitfall when you get ahead of schedule in the NBA. Because, well, I mean, you know, like... The, yeah, they, it's a dangerous. But my point is this team, this team 
They're not ready yet. Why aren't they ready? Because we don't even know what the two. We don't oh. even know what positions those two players are. Like mm-hmm. if you said Luka Doncic is what I would say. If you said Luka Doncic is a point guard, I would be like, no. If you said he's a three, I would be like, no. If you said he was a two, I would be like, no, he does a little bit. Now, before you can be a good player in the NBA, I don't care what generation it is. Everybody say old school. No, this is not old school. This is not new school. This is just the true school. Before you can be a great player in this league, you got to do the first thing. What position you going to defend? Now, right now, I couldn't tell you what's Luka Doncic's best position that he should defend. I couldn't tell you because he plays a little bit of one. He plays in a little bit of two, plays a little bit of three. He probably could play small ball at the four. Yep. But what position is he going to defend every night so that we can build a team around getting some stops? Because you can't win in this league, Tate, without stopping somebody. Luca, what position you want to defend? Don't, I don't care which one you want. And it can't be Matador defense. You can't, can't just... Be, he, yep. What position are we going to hold you accountable and the team is going to hold you accountable for defending? I don't care which one. You take your choice. I'm going to give you three choices. You could say you want to guard the ones. Do you really want to guard Damian Lillard and those guys every night? No, no. Probably not. Do you really want to guard the twos and chase those guys around like like Bradley Beal's guys? Yep. Clay and all that? Uh, maybe, maybe not. Do you want to guard the threes? Okay. I think he is a three. Why? I because I want him to well. be able to rebound. Yep. I want him to be able to rebound the ball and push it out and play and do all of the things. Same and, as LeBron, right? I mean, yeah, that's what that's what I want. And then you move him around the game. Mm-hmm. So until we figure out Luca's best position on the defensive end, let's figure out Porzingis best defense, best position. Because he team. can't really bang with the fives and the fours. He can't bang yeah. with the fives yet. Yep. He can't really do the dirty work of the fours. Why? Because yep. the fours now, we're all going small. We're stretching. So I'm asking a 7-3 guy to close out. Well, mm-hmm. that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. So until we figure out the fundamentals, see, the fundamentals never change. Take That's why I get upset when I listen to you guys talking now. So, okay, so you telling me Dallas is, no, look at Dallas play. You can see that they have gaps. You mean to tell me that Rick Carlisle don't notice? Rick Carlisle <laughs> was trying to figure it out, too. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I don't. I, I respectfully disagree with that. And then the Milwaukee Bucks, because I'm a principal person, I'm going to hold how I watch the game on the principles. The Milwaukee Bucks will not be an elite team or be able to win or advance in this league until they get one of the following. You got to have a minimum of two guys who can play off the dribble. We just had this conversation about the Utah Jazz. Mm-hmm. See, there's regular season basketball, there's playoff season basketball, and then there's championship level basketball. If you want to win in this league, you better have a minimum of two guys who can play off the dribble. Why? Because when the defense turns up, you better have a player that can get from A to B. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because I'm a good defensive team and I'm going to take away something. I may take away your first pass, Tate. Now what you going to do? I may take away your second pass, Tate, then what you going to do? Mm-hmm. Tate, the offense might even break down what you going to do. <laughs> That's why the great player is great. Because when everything breaks down, that great player can improvise. go outside and improvise yep. and do something. So you better have two players. When I look at the Milwaukee Bucks, they got one and he's damn good. Yeah, he's the one. Yep. 
Okay. He's so good. It takes a team to wall against him to stop him. Mm-hmm. You can't stop him with one or two players. He'll go right through you. <laughs> you need a wall. So everybody said, oh, man, he needs a jump shot. He don't need no jump shot. You need a wall to stop him. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you need. The problem is I don't see another player on the roster that can break down the defense and go get a shot for himself or somebody else. That's the problem. Mm. You need a wall to stop Giannis. When when the when the when Miami Heat played against Giannis last year in the playoff, they put five guys <laughs> in the paint to stop this man. And, and when you the, watch him play right now, body contact, right? And he, just to hit him. He, yeah. and, and, and he still gets 28, and we're going, oh, he don't have a jump shot. The guy yeah. still shoots 60% from the field. Oh, he don't have this. He don't need that. <laughs> <laughs> All he needs is somebody else that where they say, Man, I can't leave this guy. That's it. And they so, try with Bogdanovich. They, you know, they bring in Drew Holiday. They're, they're you need somebody who can it. play off the dribble. Mm-hmm. Not a spot up shooters are great. Tate, spot up shooters are great. Spot up shooters are terrific. I you're, was a spot up shooter. You're saying you want like a Lou Will type player? I'm saying no. I'm saying I need something. I don't need. I, I need a Clarkson. player. I need a player. No, 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 no. I need a player who can create for himself or others off the dribble. Mm. Okay. So you you need a Kawhi Leonard. You need a Paul George. You need a James Harden. You need a Kyrie Irving. Okay. You need someone who can do this consistently versus the very best this league has to offer. There is, I love Lou Will. Mm-hmm. I love Lou Will. In the playoffs, though, I'm going to take away something, though, Tate. Yep, yep. Lou Will is going to struggle if I'm asking him to do this versus the elite. Okay? So is there a, I mean, that, that's really the question with the Bucks. Like, is there a move to be made to find I, the I, guy? I, 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 I'm, just, I'm just an outside yeah. giving my, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm just, Look, I, I, I'm not pretending to know because I'm not in the locker room. Yeah, but what yeah. I do know is that they are going to have to get an elite player who can create off the dribble for himself or others. So you take a Jordan. You better go. You better find Scottie Pippen. Mm-hmm. You better go find Scottie Pippen. Why? Because at some point you're going to need that player. Okay. When Jordan rules came into effect. You better have another player who can play against the other team's elite defensive strategies. But this isn't this isn't like playing against a team that's a, a, a 500 team or a team that's not even 500. When you playing against an elite team with elite strategy, elite athletes, scouting reports, you better have an elite player who can do it against the very best this league has to offer. Mm. I'm not saying Jordan Clarkson can't do it. Maybe he's got a good matchup. But you can't tell me that Jordan Clarkson is going to in a seven-game series beat Kawhi Leonard off the dribble. That's who he's going to see. I mean, the see, name that comes to mind right now is Bradley Beal. Okay. You can't tell me he's going to beat, Jordan Clarkson going to beat LeBron James in a seven-game series. No. You can't tell me he's going to continuously just beat you know, Kevin Durant or whoever. Mm-hmm. No, no, that's not happening. 
Now, will he beat the matchup? Yeah, yeah. Is he capable of having 40? <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. He's Maybe even 50 now with okay. where we are today. Yeah. So until that happens, you're talking about winning the final game of the season. Okay. You talk about winning the final game. When when the Toronto Raptors won, they had who could play off the dribble? Kawhi Leonard, Kyle Lowry, mm-hmm. and none of us, myself included, and I got to raise my hand, Fred Van Fleet. Didn't know he was capable of doing that. Okay. So when the defense turned up. They turned out. Yeah. They went off. Because they could get from A to B. Yep. I could give the ball Kawhi to Leonard right now against anybody on the planet. And Kawhi Leonard can get from A to B. Now, he He, might miss the shot. But he can get (laughs) to the spot. Yep. He can get to the spot. How many people can actually do that? That's the difference. So going back to the Bucs. The Bucs have been exposed. They were exposed in the playoffs. The first time I saw it was when they lost to the Toronto Raptors. Mm-hmm. When the when the Toronto Raptors defense turned up. Nick Nurse walled them off. Yep. When he when he turned up his defense, the other parts of the of their offense, talking about there, Milwaukee got exposed. I said, oh, they don't have another player. So now that puts an incredible amount of pressure on one player. It got exposed again last year in the playoffs versus the Miami Heat. They walled him off, and there was nothing he could do. Mm -hmm. So now that it's been exposed, what are we going to do about it? Now, I've been saying this for now going on three years. This is not new. If you're watching the NBA, they have the back-to-back MVP and defensive player of the year. Now we have to get an elite player like a Bradley. Bradley Bill, I don't know if you watched him last night. Yep. Bradley Bill was sensational. (laughs) He really is. Yeah. Okay. When when the game turns up, Bradley Bill gets better. Yeah. Bradley Bill is an elite player. Mm -hmm. Okay. When they they they're gonna put their best defensive player there. They're gonna put LeBron on him, he gets a shot. They're gonna meet him at the basket, he gotta step back. They're gonna put Caruso. Hey, that's the type of player if you're talking about winning. Now if you're telling me if you got Bradley Bill on that team, I bet you somehow, I bet you they advance. Mm-hmm. Why? Because the, there's principles to this. There's principles. You've got to have players who can break down the defense when it turns up. So that's my little, what I'll give in my opinion. So I respectfully <laughs> disagree. Yeah. I respectfully disagree. You know, I had the good fortune of playing against Irving Magic Johnson. And he was a he was a he was a he was a major problem. <laughs> <laughs> he was a major problem. Okay. Yep. He was yep. because he could play off the dribble, off the pass, whatever. But there was another guy over there that was a major problem too. His name was James Worthy. Mm, that's my guy. Okay. That's big, big game, game James. James. Yep. Okay. And then they had another guy that's sitting right beside behind me, scored thirty eight thousand points, and he didn't even had to put it on the floor. Mm-hmm. He could break down any defense. Mm-hmm. Okay, you need those guys. Okay, you need those guys. All right. And the reason I'm using those guys is because you say, well, they didn't really play off the dribble, a form of penetration because we're principal, right? We're principal mm-hmm. observers of the game. A form of penetration is the pass. 
Yep. That's why the post-up game was always so important and still is important when you play playoff basketball is because you got to be able to penetrate the defense somehow. When I pass it to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar on the post, that's the same as AI breaking you down with a crossover and getting to the middle with a floater. Mm-hmm. It's the same as all of those things, Damian Lillard. But, but we don't utilize that anymore. That now it seems like this generation has forgot it until we get back to the playoffs where all of a sudden you got to just score mm-hmm. because the defense gets turned up. Okay. Yep. So I respectfully disagree. Tate, I can't help but observe the game and watch the game. I'm looking for the championship caliber basketball right now. The Phoenix Suns, I know I'm going on and on and on, but I don't think I, when you look at it and you break them down, I don't think anyone that's watching the game closely would would say that you know it's a disappointment with those three teams mm-hmm. because either one, those three teams they they all have deficiencies that they have so, they haven't solved yet mm-hmm. and I don't know if they can be solved with the group with the team as is as it is currently constructed. There you go. There you go. Well, BJ, I appreciate you breaking that down. We, it's okay to disagree, I think, especially when you break it down like that. That was that was beautifully done. We got problems to be solved. I hope Man. that they will be solved. You know, we believe in guys like Danny Ainge. Hey, I'm sure they'll you know figure what? it out. I'm going to tell you how, we, how I solve problems, and then I'm going to let it go. We had a problem, Tate. We had a problem. You just throw the ball to 23, and he'd solve the problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The that's funny the thing Lakers, about that, that's what the Lakers are trying to do right the now. The funny like, thing to the number about 23. The NBA that makes me laugh more than anything is the worst team in the league is running the same exact play as the best team in the league. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tate, the worst team in the league is running the same exact play. Everybody got problems. Mm-hmm. But there are only so many answers in the league. Mm. And those are the true superstars. Yep. And like there are no accidents when they are winning in this league. So that's it for me, us, Tate. I know we went a little over today, but I appreciate you. No, I appreciate you setting the tone. It's been a nice start to the week. We appreciate everyone as always for listening to Pushing Through, and we will be back on Thursday. See you then. We're-